Then Imam al-Barbahari, rahimahullah, he follows this with another important matter of Aqidah, what occurs in point number 14, on page 149 of this two-volume edition, that the author, rahimahullah, said, وَالْإِيمَانُ بِالرُّؤْيَةِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ يَرَوْنَ اللَّهَ عَزَّ وَجَلْ بِأَعْيُنِ رُؤُوسِهِمْ وَهُوْ يُحَاسِبُهُمْ بِلَا حَاجِبٍ وَلَا تُرْجُمَانِ Saying of the author, Imam al-Barbahari, rahimahullah, and to have iman in seeing Allah on the day of resurrection. <coughs> They will see Allah, the mighty and majestic, with the eyes of their heads. And He will bring them to account without any mediator or any interpreter. In some of the editions of the book, where it says, Bila hajibin wala turjuman. Without any hajib, without anyone to be in between, any mediator, anyone standing in between. In some editions, it has bila hijabin wala turjuman. Without any screen or any translator, in accordance with some of the narrations. Shaykh al Fawzan said, Hafidhullah, in explanation, as we said, what occurs in the, the authorized edition, the two volume authorized edition, page 149. The explanation from the tremendous and important matters of Aqidah is affirmation of the fact that the believers, the mu'minun, the true believers, will see their Lord on the day of resurrection openly with their eyes, just as they see the moon on the night of the full moon. And just as they see the sun, clearly, not obscured by any clouds, as occurs in the authentic ahadith, which are mutawatir, reported by huge numbers of people at every level of transmission. So many that it is impossible they could have got together upon a line. Mutawatir. Those hadith that are mutawatir, affirming the believers seeing their Lord. And as, as we've had before from Sheikh Al-Fawzan, elsewhere in his books, he makes clear with regard to the fact that the believers will see their Lord just as they see the moon on the night when, on the night when it is full. And some of the explainers likewise mention that this means, with, rea- with regard to the reality of the seeing, that they will indeed see, just as they truly, you truly and really see the moon when it's on the night when it's full, it's not metaphorical, you will truly see the moon. And likewise, on the day of resurrection, the believers will truly see their Lord. It does not in any way mean, and should not be understood at all, to mean any resemblance between what is seen in the hereafter and what is seen in this life. Any resemblance between the Creator and between the moon for it. No, that is not what is meant in the hadith at all. But rather, with regard to the seeing. They're just as people in this life, they see the moon, see the, on a, on a, the, a, the night of the full moon, or the sun in the sky where there are no clouds, you easily see the moon. Likewise, on the day of resurrection, the believers will truly and certainly and really see their Lord. 
Then Sheikh Fawzan moves on and said, And Imam Ibn al-Qayyim brought in Hadi al-Arwah, his book Hadi al-Arwah, in Abilad al-Afrah, in this book, Ibn al-Qayyim brought the ahadith occurring about this, about this matter of belief that the believers will see their Lord. Ibn al-Qayyim in that book, Hadi al-Arwah, he brought the ahadith in that regard. And he did so at great length, quoting their chains of narration. And they are mutawatir. Quoted by huge numbers of people to every level of transmission. Affirming that the believers will indeed see their Lord openly with their eyes. Then he said, And the people of misguidance, people of deviation, from the deviant sects, such as the Mu'tazila, and those who took their position, they opposed this. And they denied ar-ru'ya. They denied the seeing. Deviant sects, the Mu'tazila and their like, they denied this matter of belief. The believers will indeed see Allah on the day of resurrection. Shaykh Bazan said, and it is something mentioned in the Qur'an. This matter of belief is something actually mentioned in the Qur'an. He, the Most High, said, لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُوا الْحُسْنَى وَزِيَادَةً Surah Yunus, the 10th Surah, Ayah 26, with the explanation, for those who did well in the world will be the finest reward, <coughs> al-husna, the finest reward of paradise will be for them. Waziyada, and an increase, also an increase will be for them. For those who did well, the believers who did well in this world, there will be the finest reward in the next life of Jannah of Paradise. Waziyada and an increase. Shaykh Mazan said, and just a side point there, Al Tabari, the famous Mufassir of the Quran, Muhammad ibn Jirir al Tabari, he explained that ayah or that part of the ayah by saying, For those who perform their worship of Allah in this world, from his, from his creation. Those from his creation who perform the worship of Allah well, such that they obeyed him with regard to what he commanded them and forbade them. Then Shaykh Bazan said, quotes a hadith, an explanation of this ayah. He said, There occurs in Sahih Muslim that the ziyadah, the increase, is another. Allah's Messenger explained this ayah, explained the increase that will be for them, that they will receive the best reward of paradise, and an increase. Allah's Messenger explained that to mean looking at the face of Allah, the perfect and most high. In the footnote, they actually quote the hadith, hadith reported by Muslim in his Sahih, it's hadith 181 in the book of Iman. Hadith of Suhaib radiallahu an from the Prophet wasallam that he said, When the people of paradise enter paradise, Allah the Exalted and Most High will say, Do you, do you wish for me to give you any increase? So they will say, Have you not made our faces white? Have you not entered, entered us into paradise? 
and saved us from the fire. He said, so then he will uncover the screen. And they will not have been given anything which is more beloved to them than looking at their Lord, the mighty and majestic. And then he recited this ayah, لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُوا الْحُسْنَى وَزِيَادَةً same ayah the explanation for those who did well in this world there will be the best reward of paradise and an increase meaning looking upon Allah looking upon their Lord then Shaykh Fawzan said and he the most high said لَهُمْ مَا يَشَاءُونَ فِيهَا وَلَدَيْنَا مَزِيدٌ Surah Qaf the 50th Surah by 35 with the explanation in the second place in the Quran where this belief is affirmed the ayah with the explanation they shall have whatever they wish therein in the believers in paradise they shall have whatever they wish therein and with us there is something extra Sheikh Bazan said and al-mazid the extra the, the ex, that which is extra is looking at the face of Allah the perfect and most high then he quotes the third evidence from the Quran. He said, and there occurs in Surah Al-Qiyamah, 75th Surah, Ayahs 22 to 23. With the explanation, some faces on that day, day of resurrection, some faces on that day will be radiant, looking at their Lord. Sheikh Fawzan explains the word here. He said, Nadira. As it occurs in the first ayah there. Nadira with Dad. From Anudra, radiance. Which means Al-Baha, means that which is shining and beautiful. Radiance, meaning shining and beautiful. Ila Rabbiha, Nadira, looking at the Lord. And Sheikh Fawzan, he quotes a second ayah to explain that word there, Nadira. تَعْرِفُ فِي وُجُوهِهِمْ نَظْرَةً نَعِينَ Surah Al-Mutafifin, the 83rd Surah, Ayah 24. With the explanation, again, in the context of the believers, on the Day of Resurrection. You will recognize upon their faces, نَظْرَةً The radiance of bliss. You'll see bliss, joyfulness shining upon their faces. So that's the explanation of the first word, نَظْرَةً Another radiance. And Shaykh Fazam moves on to the second ayah. Looking at their Lord. With the nadira. Meaning with their eyes. They will be looking at Allah, the majestic and most high. Feeling more joy at that than the joy which they experience on account of the bliss in paradise. And that will be even greater. All the joys and bliss that they receive in paradise, that will be greater than all of that. The believers looking at their Lord. He said this occurs in the honorable Quran. And he quotes another evidence from the Quran. He said in Surah Al-Mutaffifin, the 83rd Surah that is, Surah Al-Mutafifin He said with regard to the disbelievers 
with the explanation about the disbelievers. But no, on that day, the disbelievers will be screened and prevented from seeing their Lord. Screened away and prevented from seeing their Lord. Shaykh Bazan said, meaning screened and blocked from seeing Allah. So if, and he quotes the same evidence that Imam Shafi'i used, Shaykh Bazan said, so if the disbelievers are blocked from seeing Allah, and this is a proof that the believers will see their Lord, the mighty and majestic. I mean, as Imam Shafi'i also, also said, that this is mentioned to be a punishment for the disbelievers. They'll be blocked from seeing their Lord. They will not be able, they'll be blocked and not able to see their Lord. That will be a punishment for them. So therefore, the believers will not, who will not be punished, this is affirmation that they will indeed see their Lord. Sheikh Bazan said, and that is because the believers believed in him in this world, yet they did not see him. I mean, the believers in this life, they believed in Allah, but they did not see him. Rather, they relied upon the evidences and therefore believed in him. And they believed in his messengers. So they believed in him even though they did not see him in this world. So therefore, Allah will honor them in paradise, that he will show himself to them, so that they will see him openly. Because they believed in him in this world, and did not see him. But as for the disbelievers, because of the fact that they disbelieved in him in this world, then Allah, therefore Allah will block them from seeing him on the day of resurrection as a recompense for them, as a punishment for them. Jaza'an wifaqa Surah Naba, the 78th Surah, Ayah 26. With the explanation, as a fully appropriate recompense. Then Shaykh Al-Fazan goes on to mention some of the doubts that the people of deviation bring to deny this belief. He said, and from the shubah, from the false doubts, which the Mu'tazila rely upon, and those who held their saying, is that Allah said to Musa, Lantarani, Lantarani, you shall not see me. In the explanation, you shall not see me. In his saying, then Shah Razan quotes the ayah, in his saying, he the most high, وَلَمَّا جَاءَ مُوسَىٰ لِمِيقَاتِنَا وَكَلَّمَهُ رَبُّهُ قَالَ رَبِّ أَرْنِي أَنْظُرْ إِلَيْكِ قَالَ لَنْ تَرَانِي وَلَكِنْ اِنْظُرْ إِلَى الْجَبَلِ فَإِنِ اسْتَقَرَّ مَكَانَهُ فَسَوْفَ تَرَانِي Surah Al-A'raf, the 7th Surah, I-143 With the explanation And when Musa came to our appointed place when Musa came to the place we had appointed and his Lord spoke to him he said, Musa said O oh my Lord, show yourself to me so that I may look upon you so he said, Allah the Most High said Lan tarani, you will not see me however look 
at the mountain. So if it remains settled in its place, then you will see me. To the end of the ayahs. Of course, the, when, Allah, when Allah the Most High manifested himself to the ayah, to the, to the mountain, it shattered. It did not remain in its place. <coughs> Sheikh Bazan said that how the people of deviation use this use this ayah, use the argument they deduce from this ayah. He said, they said, and this is a proof that Allah cannot be seen. He use that part of the ayah. Lantaran. <coughs> the explanation, you will not see me. And they say, this is a proof that Allah cannot be seen. Sheikh Fazan said, We say, Yes, this is in this world, with regard to this world, because the event, the event occurred in this world. So we agree that Allah cannot be seen in this world. So Musa asked to see him in this world. So Allah, the Majestic and Most High, said, he said, you will not see me. Meaning in this world, in this life. Then he makes a language point and a nafi, negation with lan. This word, word lan in, the, in the Arabic, very quickly, it's a negation of something that occurring in the future. Just, just similar to the word lam, denying, negating something that happens in the past. Here the word lan Negating something will happen. This will, such and such will not happen. Sheikh Fazan said, negation with lan does not necessitate ta'bid. It's being some, forever. When he said in Arabic, lan something something. This will not happen. It doesn't mean it will never ever happen. <coughs> ever. It doesn't mean that. Rather it is negation for a certain time. So, قَالَ لَنْ تَرَانِي So he's saying that he said, in the explanation, he said, you will not see me. Meaning you will not see me in this world. <coughs> and that occurs in the Arabic language that negating something with lan does not necessitate its being forever. A negation forever. It will never, ever, ever happen. No, that's not in the language. And therefore, Ibn Malik, the great scholar of the language, Ibn Malik said in Al-Kafiyat al-Shafiyah, in Nahu, in Arabic grammar, وَمَنْ يَرَى النَّفْيَ بِلَنْ مُؤَبَّدًا فَقَوْلَهُ أُرْدُدْ وَسِوَاهُ فَعْضُدًا Al-Kafiyat al-Shafiyah of Ibn Malik, along with its explanation. A line of poetry which can be roughly translated as Whoever holds the opinion that negating something with land means forever, then reject his saying and support other than it. And whoever says that is a wrong saying. Sheikh Bazat said, meaning that land does not, does not necessitate a negation that is forever. Then he quotes a, a, a proof for this. He said, and the proof is also that Allah the Most High, that Allah said, with regard to the Jews, Shaykh Fawzan goes on here to quote an ayah where lan occurs, 
lan occur, negating something that occurs in the future. So he quotes the ayahs, the two ayahs. فَتَمَنَّوا الْمَوْتَ إِن كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ وَلَنْ يَتَمَنَّوهُ أَبَدًا Surah Al-Baqarah, the second surah, ayahs 94 to 95. With the explanation. <coughs> then wish for death, if you are truthful. If what the Jews claim is correct, that they are Allah's chosen people, His beloved people, whatever they do, His beloved people, they can do whatever they like. فَتَمَنَّوا الْمَوْتَ إِن كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ then wish for death then, if you are truthful. Wish for death and then enter into paradise as you claim. Then wish for death, if you are truthful. With explanation, but they will never wish for it. So never wishing for it is denied here with lan. They will not, in future, they will, not, they will never wish for it. They will not wish for it. Then, Shaykh Razan, he brings evidence here that land doesn't mean forever and ever without end, he said. Yet it occurs that in the hereafter they will indeed wish for death in order to be relieved from the torment. And he brings a proof for that. He said, He the Most High said, Surah Zukhruf, the 43rd Surah, Ayah 77. With the explanation, they will call out, O Malik, let your Lord put an end to us. Let your Lord put, a, put an end to us. Finishes off. <coughs> Shaykh Al-Fazan said, so they will request death. So this proves that lan does not mean negation without end. This is what is necessitated by the Arabic language. And it is what is necessitated by what is indicated in the Qur'an. So that's the, arg- the argument of the Mu'tazila is refuted there. In the first ayah, Allah the Most High said to Musa, Lan Tarani, you will not see me. It doesn't mean you'll never ever see me in this life or in the hereafter, ever. No. In, in this life, you will not see me. Then Shaykh Fazan refutes the second doubt of theirs. He said, they say also that what occurs what proves, they say, that Allah cannot be seen is His saying لَا تُدْرِكُهُ الْأَبْصَارِ وَهُوْ يُدْرِكُ الْأَبْصَارِ Surah Al-An'am, the 6th Surah, Ayah 103 The Ayah with the explanation Sight, sight cannot encompass Him Sight cannot encompass Allah And He, but He encompasses sight The Shaykh said so they use this to say Allah cannot be seen. It means Allah cannot be seen. He cannot be encompassed by sight. It means He can't be seen. Shaykh Fawzan said, We say to them, This does not negate, this does not contain a negation of seeing, of ru'ya. It just contains a negation of idraq, encompassing Him. He did not say, La tarahul absar. He did not say, Sight will not see Him. Rather, it only negates totally encompassing him. <coughs> he said la tudriku, la it will not encompass him and denying encompassing is something different to denying seeing so sight can see him will see him however it will not encompass him will not encompass him the believers will not they will not encompass him with their sight 
So idrak means encompassing Allah, the Majestic and Most High. So even though they will see Him in Paradise, they will not fully encompass Him, He the Perfect and Most High. So what is negated is encompassing Him. That's what's negated here in the ayah. So they will see Him, but they will not fully encompass Him. And some of the explainers and some of the, some of the people of knowledge in case there's a problem in understanding what the difference is here they mention a point that a person for example he may see a town a person from a distance may see a town just in the language with regard to the difference between Ru'ya seeing something and Idraq encompassing it a person may see the, the walls of a town but not see what's beyond the walls well he may see the town but he, doesn't, he just sees there's the town what's beyond the town what's inside the town all the details he doesn't see all, all around the town from every aspect he doesn't you know, he does not encompass the town. He can just see the town. So there's a clear difference between idrak, totally encompassing something, and between seeing it. So what's negated in this ayah is sight encompassing Allah. That's not possible. But that's not a negation of seeing Allah. Then Shaykh Bazan said, but they will see him, as is proven by the evidences. And harmonizing the text is what is obligatory. If there are differences between texts, between texts, then as far as, it, as far as it is possible to harmonize between them, this must be done. This is and this is clear, and all praise is for Allah. And the speech of Allah can never contradict itself. Rather, some parts of it explain other parts. As for the person who takes one ayah and abandons a different ayah then this is from the people of deviation. He the Most High said, فَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ زَيْغٌ فَيَأْتَوِئُونَ مَا تَشَابَهَ مِنْهُ ابْتِغَاءَ الْفِتْنَةِ وَابْتِغَاءَ تَأْوِيلِ Surah Al-Imran, the third surah, ayah 7, with the explanation. So as for those people in whose hearts is deviation, then they follow that which is unclear, seeking discord, and seeking to falsely interpret it. Sheikh Fawzan said, so evidence is taken from the Qur'an in totality. We take evidence from the Qur'an, not just one ayah, and leave all the rest, and then explain the rest, and leave parts. No, one ayah along with the rest of the ayahs. So evidence is taken from the Qur'an in totality. Kullum min indi rabbina. The same ayah, Surah Al-Imran, third surah, ayah seven. The explanation, the saying of the believers, all of it is from our Lord. Shah Fazan said, just as the Rasikhun, those firmly grounded in knowledge, say. So the Quran, some parts of it explain the rest. And there can never be any contradiction in it. Because Allah has negated from it any contradiction. He the Most High said, Afala yatadabbaroon al Quran. وَلَوْ كَانَ مِنْ عِنْدِي غَيْرِ اللَّهِ لَوَجَدُوا فِيهِ اخْتِلَافًا كَثِيرًا Surah Al-Nisa, the fourth surah, ayah 82, with the explanation. Will they not ponder upon the Qur'an? Will they not reflect upon the Qur'an? If it had been from other than Allah, they would certainly have found in it many contradictions. So if you have a problem in understanding an ayah, then you look into the Qur'an for that which will explain it. 
And if you do not find that, then you go to the sunnah to find that which will explain it in the sunnah. And if you do not find it in the sunnah, if you do not find its explanation in the sunnah, then you go to the sayings of the companions, <coughs> those who narrated from the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, to find in their sayings that which will explain the ayah, which you have a problem in understanding. The Quran and all praises for Allah is preserved in its wording and in its meaning. It neither opposes nor contradicts itself. Rather, contradictions only occur in the understandings of mankind. Contradictions only occur in the different understandings of mankind. And likewise, those false claimants to knowledge, those who did not truly study knowledge and did not take the principles of deriving evidence and of how to reach conclusions, they derive proof without understanding, without fiqh. And they affirm things which no one before them affirmed from the people of knowledge because of jahl, ignorance, and because of ta'alam, pseudo-knowledge, false knowledge. So these are tremendous matters which require learning and require precision and require careful consideration and require verification because the aqidah, the creed and belief is the foundation and if there are deficiencies in it this will be a deficiency in the, whole, in the foundation in the foundation of your deen, your whole deen if you've got deficiencies in your aqidah you've got deficiencies in the foundation of the rest of your religion the rest of your religion is built upon that foundation which has deficiencies in it So, in summary, this is the disagreement of the people with regard. This is the disagreement of the people with regard to seeing Allah, the Mighty and Majestic, on the day of resurrection. So, Allah cannot be seen in this world. He will only be seen by the believers in the hereafter, and he will be screened away from the disbelievers. Then, Sheikh Bazan quickly finishes with the remaining three. Uh, lines. He said, He's saying, Well, Imanu and having Iman in Arroya, in seeing him on the day of resurrection. He said, Why did he say on the day of resurrection? Because he, the Majestic and Most High, cannot be seen in this world. And he's saying, Yarawna Allaha Azzawajal him. They will see Allah the Mighty and Majestic with the eyes of their heads. Shaykh Fawzan said, He said with the eyes of their heads to negate ta'wil. False interpretation, misinterpretation, ta'wil. Why do you say eyes, obviously eyes of the heads? Why do you use this phrase eyes of the heads? So to negate false interpretation of those who say the meaning of Yarawna Rabbahum, they will see their Lord, means with their hearts, with their hearts, not with their sight. I mean, the, the author here, he used a very clear phrase that cannot be taken that way. With the eyes of their heads, not with their hearts, with the eyes of their heads. 
the final phrase, he said his his saying, وَهُمْ يُحَاسَبُونَ بِلَا حَاجِبٍ وَلَا تُرْجُمَانٍ And he will bring them to account without any mediator and without any interpreter. Meaning, on the day of resurrection, at the hisab, at the reckoning, the servant will be in private with his Lord. And Allah will call him to account for his deeds in his language, which, he will under, which the servant will understand. There will be no interpreter between him and him. A turjuman, interpreter, is one who conveys the meaning from one language to another language. Like the one who conveys the meaning from the English language to the Arabic language, or vice versa. Because the languages are many. The languages are many. Alhamdulillah. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.